Hello and welcome to the Fashion Founder Podcast. I have wanted to do this podcast for such a long time now and for so many reasons I just kept talking myself out of doing it but I realized that this was a really good sign for me to just lean into it and step outside of my comfort zone so here we are. It feels really strange setting up my mic and sitting down to have a conversation with myself but I'm super excited to be doing it and I just hope you enjoy it. I decided to start this podcast aimed for founders and aspiring founders in the fashion industry to share industry insights, talk with fashion business owners and experts, and to also debunk any industry myths and problems as well. I know that starting a business in the fashion industry, going through the processes of getting your ideas designed, getting them manufactured and then marketing them isn't easy and it can sometimes be really lonely and isolating as well. So I wanted to use this podcast as a place where you can learn about the fashion industry and all of its glory. I ummed and ahed about how to approach the first episode of the podcast and I was doing a little bit of research and reading up on having an episode zero and using this as a chance to introduce the show, introduce myself as the host and just lay down any expectations. So that's exactly what I'm doing. And I'd like to introduce myself and talk a little bit about my story as well. So I am your host, Charlotte J. Johnson. I am the founder of the Fashion Founder Programme, which is a one-to-one coaching programme for fashion founders. I started my journey into the fashion space right after school. I never really wanted to follow the traditional educational system of picking two to three subjects and then doing my A-levels. I know that was very much standard practice over here in the UK, but that just didn't interest me at all. And I knew that my home was in the fashion space. So I decided to go on to art college and I studied a diploma in fashion design and textiles. I absolutely love this and it really cemented my love for the fashion world and I just really enjoyed the processes and principles involved. After this, I decided I wanted to do a degree in fashion and a lot of people around me at this time were saying things like, oh, fashion is a Mickey Mouse subject, why would you go on and do a creative degree, there's no prospects, but I could never really understand this thought process because everybody wears clothes every day and It is a massive industry and people aren't going to stop wearing clothes anytime soon. So I just knew that there were so many opportunities there and I just felt really excited at the idea of doing it. So I did. During this time, I was hugely into bodybuilding and I was competing as a junior bikini competitor. And this health and fitness side of my life was such a huge part of my world. So I decided that I wanted to combine that love for fitness and fashion by specializing in sportswear design and technology. And during my final year, on top of doing my dissertation and building my graduate collection, I qualified for the British Championships. And I knew if I didn't compete, I would totally regret it. So I decided to go for it. And prepping for shows always involved super low calories, lots of cardio, around six weight sessions and at one point I think I was eating like 900 calories a day and doing two hours on the Stairmaster so it was pretty intense. I'll be honest anyone else who has studied a degree in fashion or knows someone who has will resonate when I say these were some of the hardest years of my life even without the added complexity of choosing to compete too but more on that another time. 
after I graduated, I find myself feeling really down. And I don't think postgraduate blues are spoken about enough. But I felt this really strange sort of no man's land after being in education for, what, 17 years. And I didn't really know what to do with myself. And this is when I just reached out to a number of different small e-commerce brands for freelance work. I just wanted anything I could get. And I built a really good relationship with one brand and started working on a retainer basis. And this snowballed and I started to build a client base, albeit a small one. Moving on slightly to what was the pre-pandemic world, I had a job in international fashion merchandising whilst I was working on these freelance design projects. And part of me knew I always wanted to be full-time in my business, but honestly, I didn't really know how I could make that possible. I was living paycheck to paycheck in a really expensive city center apartment, being massively underpaid for my design work. I just didn't really know if it was an option. I actually remember signing a contract with a brand that I won't name because I can't, but also due to my non-disclosure agreement with them. I remember laying down my pay expectations only to be told that all they could offer me as a seven-figure fashion brand was £30 per tech pack. And for those of you who don't know, a tech pack is short for technical packet. And this is an industry document that's used to get a product manufactured. It's essentially like an instruction manual or a blueprint, if you will on a design and how to construct that into a 3D product. They pretty much cover everything from a technical drawing, the garment measurements, right down to the construction techniques that need to be used. I would even include something known as SPI, which is stitch per inch. And this is a term used to inform the garment technologist how many stitches there are per inch of seam so they know exactly how they need to set their machine up based on the chosen fabric type so it's a pretty succinct comprehensive document that takes a lot of time so 30 pound per tech pack was being you know massively underpaid but as a designer at heart working in this super unfilling merchandising role I just agreed to it a lot of the time I would get in from work working my full-time job around 6 p.m. and then I would head into the city to have design meetings and finish off tech packs and it was just really unsustainable and I would often you know not be able to fulfill things in the time that I wanted to and I would have to massively stretch deadlines in order to meet them and I would have clients messaging me during the working day and I couldn't respond because I wasn't allowed my phone in the office and it was just you know it just wasn't working out and Moving on to obviously the pandemic, the retail stores that I took care of were all based internationally. And I saw the effects of the pandemic rolling quite quickly. I remember thinking at the time it was just like mass hysteria and the news was just blowing it all out of proportion. But then, you know, our management informed us that Italian stores were closing down in light of a lockdown. And that's sort of when I realized that this was quite serious. So along with many, I was told to then work from home and then I was put on furlough and I didn't really know what to do with myself. My partner works in the health and fitness space. So he was super busy helping people, you know, as the gyms had closed and people really needed his help more than ever. So he was 
so, so busy with his clients and I was just felt like a lost soul. I didn't know what to do with myself. So long story short, the pandemic turned out to be a complete blessing in disguise for me. The time that I had to like think and just have that space while being on furlough prompted me to reflect on where I was and if I was actually happy in the job I was doing and I decided to hand my notice in and take the side projects I'd been working on full time. I didn't actually second think it and I just went for it and I had no plan and no savings but somehow I just managed to make it work. After a little while of doing this I decided it was time to work with a business mentor and I learned how to market myself online and on using social media and I was able to start working with super exciting projects and with people all over the world which was just so exciting to me because I knew it was something I always wanted to do full-time and it just came to fruition so much earlier than I'd expected it to and during the pandemic I know there were so many people just like me who had time to think and reflect and were deciding to start these businesses that they'd always wanted to start. And a lot of them were in the fashion industry. So it really worked out for us designers because we had a lot of people inquiring to build their collections, which was amazing. But at this time, I found myself in a position where my clients were asking questions that were like, outside of the services that I was providing them with outside of like those design realms and I was being present in manufacturer meetings and being asked support on how to get manufactured and like how to price their products or how to market on social media and whether they should go down the route of paid advertising and although I was helping them I realized that I was providing all of this guidance and I wasn't being compensated for it and I mean that was a boundary I was failing to set So this was when I decided to expand my services and offer consultancy on top of the design package that I was already offering. This would then support the founders I was working with in getting them past that design tech pack stage and actually start seeing these designs become, you know, a real life product. So this is when the fashion founder was born and it took me around eight months of trying to balance both these services working with design projects and then also working with like coaching and consultancy clients and at this point I realized one would have to give I just couldn't manage them both and I'd found such a love for coaching people and working one-to-one with people that it seemed so obvious to me that I needed to lean into this and leave the design work behind and I miss design quite often and you know it's something that I will always love doing and I try and pick it up as much as I can but pivoting my business was the best thing I did since actually starting it so now at this point I work one-to-one with startup and established brands as well in the fashion space helping them to whether it's start launch or scale their fashion brands and their collections and I think the reason why I love this so much is because self-autonomy is such an important value of mine and having complete freedom in my day-to-day is probably the best part of being self-employed and having my own business. It's truly the best buy factor of doing what you love every day, regardless of how much money it brings you. And I noticed that this is something that all of the people that choose to work with me tend to have in common as well. 
whether it's trying to escape from, you know, that nine to five corporate system or fulfilling a lifelong dream of having a creative business. That's the part that really gets me going. But I hope you enjoyed the introduction episode of the Fashion Founder podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to grace your ears with fashion industry insights from myself and other fashion professionals. I'll see you in the next episode.